Happy Friday! It is the 21st of January 2022. How's it going out there? You are tuned in to Michigan Speak Out, short, sweet, and to the point version for your end of the week and the beginning of the weekend. So let's go ahead and get on to the news. News Nation This Hour, I'm Vic Vaughn. President Biden has announced the creation of 12,000 jobs at a new semiconductor factory in Ohio, along with its $20 billion investment by Intel. We are going to invest in America. We're investing in American workers. We're going to stamp everything we can made in America especially these computer chips. The president believes it'll increase U.S. competition in the global semiconductor market. He urged Congress to pass legislation calling for $90 billion in U.S. investment for research and development. Job approval ratings for Congress have fallen to their lowest levels in more than a year. President Biden's approval numbers are low after his first year in office, but approval of Congress is even worse. Just 18% of Americans approve of the job done by Congress, support among Democratic voters down 10 points as they are frustrated by a stalled agenda. Between 1990 and 2005, congressional approval averaged 42%. Gallup says since then, it averages about half that amount. I'm Rory O'Neill. Three new U.S. studies released by the CDC today suggest COVID-19 vaccines are standing up to the Omicron variant when people get their booster shot. One of the papers found that just two doses of the Pfizer and Moderna vaccines without a booster offered no significant protection against Omicron. All three studies show available vaccines are overall less effective against Omicron than against earlier variants. The music world is mourning a rock icon. Meatloaf's family confirms he died last night at the age of 74. Sources tell TMZ he was supposed to attend a business dinner this week, but that it was canceled when he became seriously ill with COVID-19. And actor-comedian Louis Anderson has died at age 68 after battling blood cancer. My mom's first words were always, can we get some extra butter? And the, the maitre d' would say, well, let us seat your party first. <laughs> The stand-up stalwart made his late-night debut in 1984 on The Tonight Show. He had several solo stand-up specials on cable television over the years. He was also in several films and achieved critical success after winning an Emmy for Outstanding Supporting Actor in 2016 for his role as Christine Baskets in the show Baskets. I'm Lisa Taylor. Find News Nation on your cable or satellite provider and stay up to date around the clock at NewsNationNow.com and the News Nation Now app. I'm Vic Vaughn. From Feature Story News in San Francisco, I'm Ira Spitzer. The U.S. will allow three Baltic states to send American-made weapons to Ukraine, according to a new report. U.S. officials cited in the Wall Street Journal say Estonia, Latvia, and Lithuania will be allowed to redirect U.S.-made Javelin anti-tank weapons and Stringer air defense systems to bolster Ukrainian forces. The three NATO member states, which, like Ukraine, used to be part of the Soviet Union and share a border with Russia, have had their own concerns over Russian aggression. The move follows a buildup of around 100,000 Russian troops at the Ukrainian border, although Russia denies that it is planning to invade the country. The Biden administration reiterated that Russia will pay a significant price if its troops enter Ukraine. Here's White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki. President Putin is going to make the choice he's going to make. Either he's going to decide to invade Ukraine and suffer severe economic consequences, or he's going to decide to engage in diplomatic discussions. It's important to remember who the aggressor is here. 
President Biden has been trying to clarify comments he made Wednesday when he appeared to suggest that a minor incursion by Russia might not trigger a coordinated response by the U.S. and its allies. I've been absolutely clear with President Putin. He has no misunderstanding. If any, any assembled Russian units move across the Ukrainian border, that is an invasion. U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken is set to meet with his Russian counterpart Sergei Lavrov in Geneva on Friday. A Georgia prosecutor has asked for a special purpose grand jury to help in an investigation of former President Trump. It's looking into whether he and others committed crimes by pressuring state election officials. FSN's Caroline Malone reports from Washington. A significant number of witnesses have refused to cooperate with an investigation into former President Trump in Georgia state, according to an Atlanta prosecutor. That's led Fannie Willis to request a special purpose grand jury so that subpoenas can be issued to get them to share their testimony. That includes getting Georgia Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger to give evidence on a January 2nd phone call from last year in which Trump is said to have asked him to find enough votes to overturn President Biden's win in the state. Caroline Malone, Washington. U.S. markets ended the day down Thursday as investors remained cautious ahead of expected interest rate rises. Meanwhile, there was an increase in new claims for unemployment benefits. FSN's Sarah Walton reports. The Dow fell for the fifth day in a row, losing more than 300 points, or 0.9%. The S&P lost 1.1%, while the Nasdaq fell by 1.3%. Analysts say investors are preparing for a tougher year financially as the Federal Reserve is expected to raise interest rates to tackle soaring inflation. Sarah Walton, New York. From Bureaus Worldwide, this is FSN. With FSN Spotlight, I'm Simon Marks, looking again today in more depth at the tensions over Ukraine. One of Russia's demands is that NATO must stop expanding eastwards and absolutely must bar Ukraine permanently from membership of the Western Alliance. The Biden administration calls that request a non-starter. Yet there is no immediate prospect of Ukraine joining NATO, says Matt Fry, presenter and Europe editor of Britain. Channel 4 News, who has been reporting from Kiev. In 2008, there was an indication that both Georgia and Ukraine, former Soviet republics, wanted to join NATO. The Russians then invaded Georgia, and that basically meant that Georgia's application for NATO was put on permanent hold. The same thing with Ukraine. However, NATO can't say that because NATO has an open-door policy. That's part of its core principles. But NATO certainly doesn't want to include a member that is currently under occupation or in the middle of a fight with Russia, because that would mean that automatically the whole of NATO, all 31 members, would have to to get involved and pile in with their own troops. They don't want that to happen. So there's a dirty little secret in this, which is that even though Ukraine wants to join NATO, NATO is not about to make Ukraine a member. Secretary of State Antony Blinken said on Wednesday he will not furnish the Russian foreign minister with written answers, as the Kremlin has demanded, to Russia's concerns when the two men meet in Geneva tomorrow. With FSN Spotlight, I'm Simon Marks. The main news again. The U.S. will allow three Baltic states to send American-made weapons to Ukraine, according to a new report amid fears of a possible Russian invasion. A Georgia prosecutor asks for a special grand jury to help investigate former President Trump to see whether he and others committed crimes by pressuring state election officials. And U.S. markets end the day down as investors remain cautious ahead of expected interest rate rises. That is the latest Feature Story News. Ira Spitzer reporting. 
Welcome back on this beautiful yet cold Friday, the 21st of January. You're listening to the miniature version of Michigan Speak Out. Uh, just keeping it real short again. Want to get you caught up on the latest with Russia with Channel 4 News uh, because tensions are still very high and an invasion could happen at any time. So we want to keep you informed what's going on. And then we're going right on to Pastor Joel with Happy and Whole in Him. So uh, we have some new programs uh, for the weekend on your on the iRadio channel, including one from the Grio Network, which will be seen on WNDU 16.4 in February. So take a listen to that podcast. Anyway, from here on out, have a good weekend. Enjoy it. U.S. Secretary of State was at pains to hold a straight face as he greeted his Russian counterpart, a smiling Sergei Lavrov, in Geneva this morning. The high-stakes meeting, a culmination of two weeks of diplomatic efforts aimed at ratcheting down tensions while simultaneously warning Russia of the danger if it decides to invade Ukraine. We are, all of us, uh, equally committed uh, to um, the path of diplomacy and dialogue to try to resolve our differences. But we're also committed, if that proves impossible, and Russia decides to pursue aggression against Ukraine, uh, to a united, swift, and severe response. An agreed form of words after President Biden's slip-up, suggesting that a minor incursion by Russian forces in Ukraine would lead to disagreement within NATO as to its response. Neither side went into the talks expecting any resolution, and there was none. Just an agreement to keep talking and a commitment from both sides to put their formal responses in writing. Sergei Lavrov later described America's allegations of Russian aggression as blatant lies. We do not expect a breakthrough at these negotiations either. What we expect is concrete answers to our concrete proposals. Moscow's proposals are demands that Ukraine will never be allowed to join NATO and that the US and its Western allies pull back from Central and Eastern Europe. But the US has already rejected both of those and while Mr Lavrov again insisted Russia had no plans to invade Ukraine, the US Secretary of State said Russia's actions count, not its words. I suggested um, to Minister Lavrov, as we have repeatedly, that if Russia wants to um, begin to convince the world that it has uh, no aggressive intent toward Ukraine, uh, a very good place to start would be by de-escalating, by uh, bringing back, uh, removing its forces from Ukraine's borders. He's talking about this, the build-up of tens of thousands of Russian troops and heavy artillery on the border with Ukraine. Just this week, Moscow sent two battalions of surface-to-air missiles via train to neighbouring Belarus, it claimed, for routine military drills. And so the US is continuing to send arms to Ukrainian troops, seen here conducting military exercises in the east of the country today. This as America authorised the Baltic states to send its Stinger anti-aircraft missiles to Ukraine to help bolster their defences. This Ukrainian soldier said he was grateful for America's help. It shows that we are not alone, that we have support. That's the message Antony Blinken wants Russia to hear loud and clear. 
But whether Moscow is listening or even cares is, for now, anyone's guess. The Roman leader Pontius Pilate stood before Jesus and said, So you are a king? Jesus answered, You say that I am a king. For this purpose I was born, and for this purpose I have come into the world, to bear witness to the truth. Everyone who is of the truth listens to my voice. Pilate said to him, What is truth? John 18, 37 and 38. Hi, I'm Pastor Joel of Heart City Church, and we're considering the deceptions of the devil. And one of the devil's main strategies today is to suggest truth is relative, subject to change. And one of the main reasons we fall for it is what well, we want what's fashionable. I know that's often my problem when truth is staring me in the face. Pilate didn't have to be influenced by postmodernism when he ducked and dodged around Jesus' truth claim. Pilate would not let truth trump his bigger concern satisfying the crowd, Mark 15, 15. This same crowd did not want to hear some outdated truth Jesus was bearing witness to. Some things will never change, as the meat puppets once sang. It all began with a serpent saying to Eve in the garden, did God really say? After which the devil invited Eve to buy into rival facts. You will be like God, was offered as a new alternative and Eve caved to the serpent's pressure. And the devil's tactics have not changed. If the devil could make God's word seem outdated at the beginning of human history, how much more in our day when the Bible truly is an ancient manuscript and we have more fresh information available to us than at any time in human history? We have the internet and many of us in our day, we fancy ourselves to be truth seekers we can research and find out almost anything we want to know, whether it's about the election results or COVID and vaccines or who killed John Benet Ramsey. So why is it that our desire for truth and greater ability to discover it have produced the situation where truth is less certain than ever before? Maybe Jack Nicholson is right. We can't handle the truth because we want to be like God. Oprah Winfrey declared at the 2018 Golden Globes, What I know for sure is that speaking your truth is the most powerful tool we all have. What Oprah is sure is true is that you have your truth. Oh, and I have mine. Our own truths are our most powerful tool. And it's not just Oprah. Your own truth is common phraseology. So let's think about this for a minute and see where it leads us. We're born into a world that you and I did not create. It was filled with meaning, with truth, before we ever arrived. I mean, you'd have to be a brain in a vat to say there's no meaning apart from your beliefs of the world. But many people today claim our right to live out our own truths in this world. Now, I'm not denying we can have different perspectives on the world. Actually, different perspectives benefit our understandings of the world as we journey together through life. I believe we get a fuller understanding of our world by sharing what we experience. For example, if you and I get on a plane flying together to New York, I may look out the window at all the scenery and feel on top of the world while you're reading a book about airplane aeronautics while feeling cramped in your seat. We don't have to argue about whether the flight was an exhilarating experience or a boring one. 
I could tell you about the incredible sights I saw. And you could tell me about the plane, sharing objective truth about how a plane flies, because you read up and you'd know more than me about it. You could explain how the airplane was designed to deal with thrust and, and lift and deal with gravity and wind. And this is why we can travel safely at 30,000 feet and 600 miles an hour. What if I said to you, eh, that's your truth. I'm getting to New York based on my own truth. I have my own feelings about thrust and lift and why we're airborne. And I have an alternative theory on gravitational pull and it's just as legitimate as yours. I bet you'd be thankful that I'm not an engineer who designed this plane. What's your point, Joel? Subjective feelings and experiences do not trump objective truth. It's popular today to say that there's many ways to get to heaven. You get there your way, I've got my own way, and you're supposed to affirm these beliefs because we're all entitled to our own truths. My friend, I care too much about you to affirm your theories about heaven are legit. You and I are a mess. That is not my perspective either. The Bible says we have all sinned and fall short of the glory of God, Romans 3.23. None of us will ever be good enough for liftoff. We haven't obeyed God's law perfectly on our best day. Now, I've read God's basic instructions before leaving planet Earth, the Bible, and it says we have to put our trust in the Son that the Father sent to save us by His obedient life and His death on the cross. I know you've probably heard that before. The gospel is old news, and there's plenty of new popular beliefs and other old religions that recycle themselves and make their rounds and sound so fresh. And folks say, choose the one that works for you because they all get you to where you want to go. Friend, Jesus doesn't give us that option. He makes the exclusive truth claim that he alone is the way, the truth, and the life. No one gets to the Father except through him, John 14, 6. I want to encourage you, friend, to consider the old news that is the only good news in a world of shifting sand. Satan would like nothing better than for you to ignore the truth that stares you right in the face and to trust in some new fashionable, something that is ever unstable, something that won't get you to your destination. If God did not spare his own son, but gladly sent him to die while bearing witness to a sure way to glory, would it not be a good idea to listen to his voice? Will you be a person of the truth or a person of your truth. I pray you choose the former and the firmer. Trust in Jesus, my friend, and then remember who you are and who you belong to. This is News Source 1 Michiana, Elkhart South Bend.